So thanks so much for joining me today. Jesus wants to tell us things to come. He wants us to know what's ahead. He's coming and he's not here yet, he said, because we're not ready. He's not here yet because we're not ready. He's ready, but we're not. And he says in, in um, 2 Peter 3, the Lord does not delay and is not tardy or slow about his promises, according to some people's conception of slowness, but he's long-suffering. He's extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish and that all should turn to repentance. And so he's not saying, no, you're not ready. I mean, no, I'm not coming. He's saying, you're not ready for me to come. So that tells us how much he loves us, that he's waiting for us to get ready. That is not, it's not his will that even one should perish. And so if he didn't have faith in us that we were going to get ready, why would he be waiting? So isn't that neat? He's so loving. He's so kind. And what he's saying is get ready. You're not ready. I have faith in you that you can get this together. Matthew 7, 21, Jesus said, he said, not everyone who says to me on that day, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And then he tells us how to get there because he wants us to get there. He said, but those who do the will of my father. And so those who obey him, the will, God's will is his word. And we are told over and over to obey the word. And in some place where people get messed up a little is they, they think they um, should be living in sin and we're not perfect. But when you ask the Holy Spirit to come and live on the inside of you and you're led and guided by the Spirit, just like in John 15, if you let, um, if you let the Father prune you, if, you, if you let God get the dead branches off of you, then you're going to be preparing for heaven. And you're not going to be living in sin. That's the thing, is we're not to live in sin, and we can live sin-free if we live according to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. When Jesus left, the Holy, he said the Holy Spirit would come. He would tell you things to come. He would remind you the things that Jesus said, and that's exactly what happens. And he leads you in righteousness. He shows you your sin, and he even helps you to stop sinning. And so you have to have that confusion out of the way. And as I said in John 15, as Jesus said, he's the vine and the father is the vine dresser. And any branch in him that doesn't bear fruit, the father prunes. And so we have to be willing to be pruned. We have to be willing to let him prune us so we can have more abundant fruit. That's what Jesus said. And so when we're willing to be pruned, we're going to get to that place where we're going to be more and more like him and more and more fit for the kingdom of heaven. So while you're here on the earth, you have to will be willing to get pruned. Not jump off the branch and be self-sufficient, but I mean the vine, but stay on the vine and just let God do his thing in you. You have to get up every day and get on your knees and ask him to correct you. That's what you want to do. And then um, you're going to be you're going to be in that place where he's not going to say he didn't know you. So many on that day, he said, um, are going to say, Lord, we did this in your name and that in your name. And those are self-willed people. Those are people that don't go to God and ask that correction. Religious people who think they know that 
you know, where they're at. And um, they think that they're right with God. But really, in all actuality, if Jesus is saying, I never knew you, then we're thinking something that's true. That's not. And then he said that um, in, in John, he said, if, if we're dead branches, which we are if we're not bearing fruit, we're going to be bundled up and thrown into the furnace. We're going to be burned. And so he's telling us things ahead of time. He's telling us ahead of time so we can choose. And I believe he has faith that we're going to make the right choice. And I believe that because of the experience that I had with my mom when he told her that she wasn't loving and she had to love. She had to get that right before she could enter into the kingdom of heaven. He told her she wasn't ready. He didn't say, you're not coming. He didn't say, I don't have faith in you that you're going to be ready. If he didn't have faith in us, we wouldn't have this word. But, you know, he loves us so much, and he's trying to get our attention. He's trying to get us to listen. He gave me that word a couple weeks ago that he was frustrated. He said, I'm frustrated. Obey me because he wants us to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And it's up to us to do what he's saying to do. If my mom wouldn't have obeyed him, then she couldn't have entered in. If we don't obey him, we can't enter in. And Jesus is saying in John 15, if we stay on the vine, if we stay connected to him, then if we follow after him, then we're going to be able to do that. In verse 6, he said, if a person does not dwell in me, he's thrown out like a broken off branch that withers and such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire and they are burned. And we don't talk about this a lot and it doesn't sound nice and it's not nice, but he's warning us of things to come. He doesn't want this to happen. He has faith in us that we will choose him. He wants us to have the exact knowledge of what we're choosing for our eternity. And so that's why we have to engage in the Word. And really, that is the other thing Jesus is saying. Um, if you don't engage in the Word, then how are you going to know the Father's will? How are you going to obey Him if you haven't gotten into the, the Word of God and found out what it said? If you don't know the Word, then how can you know, right? How can you know what you're doing that's right and wrong? We have the Holy Spirit who is going to guide us and teach us and remind us of what the Word says. Tell us things to come. He's going to be our comforter, our counselor, and so you also have to be born from above. Some people think that they can just decide that they're going to believe and they're, they're a Christian, but really you have to have the Holy Spirit coming and living on the inside of you so that you can do His will, so that you can hear His voice. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. And they follow me, and I give them eternal life. And so it's not odd to hear his voice. In fact, in any relationship, you have to have that communication. And so, and, and then you want to follow him. And if you follow him, then you're not living in lawlessness. Then you're not breaking his law. And then you can live with him for eternity when you leave here. Often tell us, and I know God wants me to, and He said, which makes so much sense, is so many people think that they're going to move in with Him one day, yet right here and right now, they don't know Him, they don't agree with Him, or even have time for Him. You have to take time for Him. 
You do. And then to finish what he said, and then they think they're going to move in with me one day. And that doesn't make any sense to move in with someone that you don't agree with or have time for. God is a relationship. And what what better relationship you can, can you have, in my opinion? When I sit before him and I have a question or um, I'm just needing encouragement or whatever it is, he's there and he gives that to me. And I so appreciate that. And, you know, he, he's telling us um, right from wrong ahead of time. And that happens, too, when I sit with him. And it doesn't always feel good. But he said in Revelation 3.19 in the Amplified Bible, it says he dearly and tenderly loves those whom he corrects. He's correcting us now because he loves us. He's telling us things to come. He's waiting for us because he is so in love with us. God knows you, even though you might not know him. He knows you, and he is in love with you. And it, it hurts him. It hurts him to know that you don't know what he wants you to know. It hurts him that you haven't engaged in his word so you can know the truth. So you know that what's going to happen. So you know what's going to happen in the future. He said the Holy Spirit would tell you things to come. He's telling us things to come. Throughout the word, everything that happens first is told. And so he wants us to know that he's coming soon, and he wants us to be prepared and make a clear choice, have a clear understanding of who he is and what's expected of you if you want to move in with him someday. And what's expected of you is that you know his law. He said, not many who say, Lord, Lord, or many who say, Lord, Lord, they're going to say, Lord, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. So you can think, I just want to reiterate this. You can think that you're right with him and you might not be. And so many people I run into, that's, that's where they're at. They think that they're right with him. They think they are, but they're not. And even people that, that are familiar with um, what Jesus said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father, they feel confused and um, they don't understand. And so they kind of just push it aside and rely on um, other sources of understanding. And God wants us to get on our knees and find out what he's talking about. Study to show yourself approved. What are you saying, Lord? Why are you saying not many who say, Lord, Lord, are going to enter into the kingdom of heaven? Or why are you saying not everyone when you love everyone? When you love everyone and it's not their will that they should perish, why are you saying that? And he's saying that because either we're for him or against him. And if we're not practicing his way, if we're not leaving that sin behind when we get born again, then we're really on the other side. And we have to have that understanding. We're not choosing God. When my son was born with a birth defect, he said there was nothing he could do because I was practicing lawlessness. I didn't obey him. And I didn't know that. I had to learn that even when he said it to me. I didn't understand it, but I've learned that in order to live in his will, we have to practice it. And that's why he's saying if you're practicing lawlessness, you're practicing 
another way of living that he has nothing to do with. And so when you live in his kingdom, you live by his law. And his law is love. And love covers a multitude of sins. Love does. And love has so many angles, and it really has everything to do with everything, which I can't get into today because it's so big. But when you go to him, he's going to give you the detail of where you're at, what you need to change in this moment right here and right now. He's not going to tell you everything at once that you might not be in agreement with him, but he's going to give you a direction at a time. And so you don't have to worry about tomorrow, today. But whatever he's telling you to do right here, right now, and today is what he's going to judge you on when he gets here. So if you're in a place right here, right now, where you need to forgive someone, then he's going to tell you that. And when you forgive that person, and then he came at that moment, you would be right with him. What you, what you know to do and you don't do it is sin. And so, and speaking of sin, I want to just reiterate that. We don't live in sin because sin causes distress. And so when you were born again, you were freed from that. Whatever you were living in before caused distress. Now you're freed from that. Jesus bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. When you follow after him, you're going to be free from all that. By his stripes, you were healed. Because of his shed blood, you were saved and forgiven. So he's asking us to repent to make it right so that we can live with him. And to, to live sin-free isn't hard. All you have to do is get on your knees every morning and say, I can't do this without you. Help me. I can't do this without you. And you can't because when you're on the vine, he's going to just prune you. And so you stay on that vine. You stay connected to him. And he's going to teach you and he's going to get that sin off you. But he has to have your agreement. We have to choose life. We have to choose him. And if we don't choose him, we're choosing death. That's just the way it is. You choose him, he's not going to force himself on you. And so when you choose him, you say, yes, Lord, and then he empowers you. His anointing helps you to walk away from that son. Isn't that great? He's so good. He makes it so easy. And yeah, you're going to have pressure from the enemy, but greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And as soon as you submit to God, the enemy is going to flee as you resist him. James 4, 7, submit to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee. So if you never ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, that is the first step. God's Spirit is going to come and live on the inside of you. If you want Jesus in your life, if you believe and you call on his name, you can be saved. And when you believe, you act like you believe. And when you act like you believe, that's obeying him. And he wants you to know that. So you have to obey him. And if you heed his voice in Revelation 3.20, he said he's already knocking at the door of your heart, and he is. It's not his will that one should perish. Then he's going to come in as long as you heed his voice. He's going to come in and dine with you. He's going to teach you his way. He's going to be there for you all the time. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. He's going to live on the inside of you and be your counselor, your standby, your comforter, anything you need all the time, day or night. So let's ask him, okay? Let's ask him to come and live on the inside of you. If you've never said that prayer before, then just pray with me. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are so in love with us and you want good for us. 
and that when we ask you to come and live on the inside of us, you will. We're going to heed your voice, and we're going to make it right. We're going to just follow after you and resist sin so that we can live with you here and now on the earth. You said the kingdom of God is within us, that we're not going to be able to see it. can't say here it is or there it is, but you live on the inside of us. And then we thank you that when we leave here, we get to be with you. We repent of our sin today, Lord. We repent. We change our way. We're going to follow after you. We give you all praise and all the glory. I just feel like God is saying he has a word for us. So what is it, Lord? What is it you want to say? He's saying to come to him. All who are weary and heavy laden, and he will give us rest. Rest in me, saith the Lord. Rest. Just let me do it. Just come to me and let me love you. That's all I'm asking. I am so in love with you. Trust me. You'll never be ashamed if you trust me. Thank you, Jesus. He's so good. That is actually my favorite scripture. And he's saying this a lot to us. Come to him and just rest. Get rid of the anxiety. Get rid of the pain. Get rid of the distress. And you can do that. When you just lay that old life down and just depend on him, you can have rest, peace, joy, and contentment. God is so good. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you so much for listening listening today. And um, John 1, 1 is the word, it says he is his word. So remember to look at the word and get on your knees every day. So good. He's so in love with us. Thank you. God bless you.